Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. Today's poem is The Chambered Nautilus by Oliver Wendell Holmes. Oliver Wendell Holmes, like Longfellow, taught at Harvard, but in the medical school rather than in the humanities. He studied medicine in Paris, where a new empirical approach to medicine was taking the place of traditional diagnoses and treatments such as bloodletting. Holmes brought this new approach to Harvard, where he turned his eye to puerperal fever, or childbed fever as it was commonly known, becoming the first to recognize that it was not a random misfortune that took the lives of countless young women every year, but rather a contagious disease that could be prevented by so simple a thing as hand-washing by doctors and midwives between deliveries. The Chambered Nautilus is a didactic poem, that is, it teaches us a moral lesson. The vehicle for this lesson is the Nautilus, a small relative of the octopus and squid that, unlike its relatives, lives in a shell. The shell is a spiral and is completely formed when the nautilus hatches from its egg. At birth, the nautilus is only an inch in diameter. Its spiral shell contains four chambers. Three are partly filled with gas and partly filled with water, which makes the shell buoyant. By regulating the proportion of gas and water, the nautilus is able to rise and sink as it chooses. The fourth chamber is occupied by the nautilus itself. As it ages, it builds a new, larger chamber each year, which it moves into as it grows, leaving behind the old chamber. It's this process that Holmes makes a metaphor for what our lives should be. The speaking voice of the chambered nautilus begins by speaking to us as we walk with the speaker along a sea beach and he points to a beautiful though broken seashell in the sand. It is the shell of a nautilus. He first tells us of the beautiful but false idea of its motion, that it uses its 100 tentacles as sails to move about the sea that poets have used in the past, but then turns to its actual life cycle. He then speaks directly to the now-dead creature, thanking it for the lesson it teaches. Finally, Holmes, now clearly the speaking voice, speaks to his own soul, imparting to it the lesson of the Nautilus. Let's listen. The Chambered Nautilus by Oliver Wendell Holmes This is the ship of pearl, which, poets feign, sails the unshadowed main, the venturous bark that flings on the sweet summer wind its purpled wings in gulfs enchanted, where the siren sings and coral reefs lie bare, where the cold sea-maids rise to sun their streaming hair. Its web of living gauze no more unfurl, wrecked is the ship of pearl, and every chambered cell where its dim dreaming life was wont to dwell as the faint tenant shaped his growing shell, before thee lies revealed, its irised ceiling rent, its sunless crypt unsealed. Year after year beheld the silent toil that spread his lustrous coil. Still, as the spiral grew, 
He left the past year's dwelling for the new, stole with soft step its shining archway through, built up its idle door, stretched in his new-found home, and knew the old no more. Thanks for the heavenly message brought by thee, child of the wandering sea, cast from her lap forlorn. From thy dead lips a clearer note is born than ever triton blew from his wreathed horn. While on my ear it rings through the deep caves of thought, I hear a voice that sings, Build thee more stately mansions, O my soul, as the swift seasons roll. Leave thy low-vaulted past. Let each new temple, nobler than the last, shut thee from heaven with a dome more vast till thou at length are free, leaving thine outgrown shell by life's unresting sea. The beauty of this poem begins with the beauty of the actual shell of the chambered nautilus, which you can see by visiting the website and going to the episodes. But the full beauty of this poem is the beauty of its idea that our souls build their own mansions in which they dwell, Mansions that are our bodies, but much more than our bodies. Mansions that grow in vastness as we grow in years, and our souls grow in grandeur. Until the largest vastness can no longer contain our souls, and our souls at last leave their beautiful shells behind by life's unresting sea. Let's listen again. The Chambered Nautilus this is the ship of pearl, which, poets feign, sails the unshadowed main. The venturous bark that flings on the sweet summer wind its purpled wings in gulfs enchanted where the siren sings, and coral reefs lie bare where the cold sea maids rise to sun their streaming hair. Its webs of living gauze no more unfurl, wrecked is the ship of pearl, and every chambered cell, where its dim dreaming life was wont to dwell, as the frail tenant shaped his growing shell, before thee lies revealed, its irised ceiling rent, its sunless crypt unsealed. Year after year beheld the silent toil that spread his lustrous coil. Still, as the spiral grew, he left the past year's dwelling for the new, stole with soft step its shining archway through, built up its idle door, stretched in his new-found home, and knew the old no more. Thanks for the heavenly message brought by thee, child of the wandering sea, cast from her lap forlorn. From thy dead lips a clearer note is born than ever triton blew from his wreathed horn, while on my ear it rings, through the deep caves of thought I hear a voice that sings. Build thee more stately mansions, O my soul, as the swift seasons roll. Leave thy low-vaulted past. Let each new temple, nobler than the last, shut thee from heaven with a dome more vast, till thou at length are free, leaving thine outgrown shell by life's unresting sea. From the mid-19th century, when it was first published, to the middle of the 20th century, the chambered Nautilus was a regular part of America's schoolrooms, 
I wish it were again as its central idea that our lives should be dedicated to building ever more stately, ever more vast and beautiful mansions for our souls rather than acquiring the vulgar mansions of the rich or just acquiring whatever stuff and enjoying whatever entertainments we can, is an idea that our culture does everything it can to suppress. As a teacher, I ask myself, at what level should the chambered nautilus be taught? Second grade? Fifth grade? Tenth grade? At whatever grade, it's not likely to be fully understood or appreciated, but it can still provide the basis for a discussion and perhaps some writing. What would a more stately mansion for your soul be? Planting that question in a young person's mind, however misunderstood or however rejected, plants a seed, like all good teaching. Heck, plant it in second grade, then come back to it in fifth grade, and then again in tenth grade. It will be a better exercise than the repeated standardized tests we have today. And besides, it can be done through Zoom. I hope you enjoyed The Chambered Nautilus, and that you'll join me again next week for another episode of Fireside Poems. And visit this podcast website, firesidepoems.com, to see the open shell of a chambered nautilus. You can also follow the link to my encyclopedia entry on the Fireside Poets to learn more about Oliver Wendell Holmes. And as always, you can find my email address. I'd love to hear from you to learn a little bit about who you are and what you like as you join me each week by the fireside.